I'm Sam Whitfield, and you're listening to the first ever episode of Primetime Analysis. Well, folks, welcome to Primetime Analysis. As I said just a a couple seconds ago, I am your host, Sam Whitfield, and it's good to be here. Um, So, honestly, folks, what am I doing here? Uh, Why am I not doing the Whitfield Analysis? And what has happened to the Whitfield Analysis? Are you going to be doing the, the Whitfield Analysis? I know that these are all questions that you're asking right now, and uh, I'm going to get to them. Uh, Quick answer about the Whitfield analysis. Yes, I still am doing the Whitfield analysis. I am still going to do the Whitfield analysis. That has not changed at all. That's not going to change. On the day I am recording this, it's Saturday... April 4th at about 10.05 p.m. And tomorrow, April 5th, 2015, which is when you're listening to this, um, somewhere in the past, present, future hour, uh, tomorrow is Easter Sunday. And um, Jeff, my producer, and I are taking the day off to spend time with our families and also to observe the holiday. Um, And also Jeff has some stuff that he needs to do and I have stuff I need to do. I'm trying to finish, uh, or I'm trying to continue writing American Instinct, my uh, short story series. Plus, I've got a couple other uh, things with school going on. Um, But I wanted to pre-record this show, um, and I wanted to pre-record this podcast. I've always had this idea to kind of do like a Howard Stern, uh, Adam Carolla type podcast, where I just talk about various topics... Um, not necessarily politically related, but just about anything, really. And, um, I wanted to create, like, a podcast where, um, where I could just kind of, you know, share personal stories and commentate on things outside of politics, now, I realize that I do that for the second hour of the Whitfield analysis, but, um, you know, the show is still pretty heavily uh, politically based on the Whitfield analysis. And 
I, I just wanted to create a podcast where um, I could go basically free range and talk about whatever I want. So this is kind of the pilot episode. Um, I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm go- going to keep on doing this podcast, if this is a one-shot deal. It all depends on how you, the audience, reacts. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at SamWRNGC, hashtag WARadioShow. That's my Twitter account, and that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Use the hashtag uh, primetime analysis if you do like this show on Twitter and let me know your feedback. Um, I will be creating a Facebook page and I'm actually starting a web page for this. Although, if you're listening, you've already gone to the Whitfield Analysis website and uh, probably listened to the podcast over there. Which I appreciate you doing, by the way. But, um, anyway. So, yeah, this is me just kind of rambling. And I, I, I don't know where I want to start off with this podcast, to be quite honest. So, literally, this is part of the thing I wanted to do. I, I just wanted to kind of let this whole thing kind of free flow and develop into its own thing. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to talk about this during this podcast is just my love of media and my love of podcasting in particular. Now I've told many people the story about how I got into political commentary about how you know, growing up as a kid, you know, in middle school, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh and Hugh Hewitt, and those guys really kind of inspired me to get into politics, and then, you know, Andrew Breitbart, when I was in high school, he was another really big influence, but really... In terms of my love of podcasting and just broadcasting in general, that actually came earlier, in a way. I I was actually thinking about this uh, earlier today when I was outside uh, walking along the bay uh, outside of my house here in Florida. And, um, I, I was actually thinking, well, how did I become interested in podcasting and, uh, broadcasting in general? And, uh, to be quite honest, folks, the answer literally was in front of me in, in my garage of, of all places, um, as I, as I was asking this question. Because in my garage, I saw an old tape recorder. Uh, like one of those old cassette-like tape recorders. Yeah, that, that's literally what it was. 
And I, I remember, I remembered that when I was a kid, when I was in middle school, I used to use this recorder um, to make tapes. And I, I would, I would dictate my stories on them. I, I was in like a creative writing class in middle school. And I, I would dictate uh, stories on this tape recorder. And th this was like back in 2006 or 2007, just, just to give you some context. Um, by the way, so I would I would record these stories on tape, and then I was supposed to uh, have them typed up or you know put them like on a computer, and that's essentially what I what I would do, but because I was in like a creative writing class in middle school and because I had like a a recorder I got into it where like I would make stories up and they would I would make them sound like the old timey radio dramas like uh you know from the 40s that like you know some of your grandparents or great grandparents grew up with. I, I had heard some of them like on a radio archive somewhere and I, I was always like I was always trying to mimic those. Um and I, I I would literally record some of these stories literally on tape. And in fact if I dig inside my desk here right now aha uh -huh. I, I knew I had one. I, I I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen. Now, obviously, you can't see this because it's a podcast. But I'll, I'll take a photo and uh, I'll be sure to post it online. Uh, but literally, if you're looking at the website right now and you're looking at the image I have I have up. Uh, relating to this, um, I literally used to record these stories like on a on a tape recorder. That's what I would do, and God, man, it it, it was just it was so fun to do, and then. I, I just I just really got into uh, podcasting just in general which by the way holy crap I just found a cassette tape that is like unopened that, that's that's still like in the in the freaking box uh, oh man um, I'll have to post this to like, uh, I've got to post this to the website now, man. This is just, uh, this is just cool. But yeah, I, I literally used to make these little audio dramas on cassette players and hand them to my teacher. And, you know, 
for a middle school kid, like, I used to do, like, superhero themes and, like, miniature dramas and, you know, by today's standards, you know, they would probably suck now that I'm an, now that I'm a full-fledged adult, but, like, considering I was a middle schooler when I recorded a whole bunch of these, they were actually, uh, pretty damn cool in my opinion, and, um, well, I still think they're cool, even though I can't really listen to any of them right now, but, uh, hey, maybe I'll, maybe this will give me incentive to go on Amazon and see if there is, like, a record or something. I'm not gonna do it right now, obviously, because I'm recording, but, uh, that would be something. Wouldn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Um, so, I was into recording with tape recorders, and then like around mid-2007, early 2008, uh, there were these friends of my dad, um, and my stepmother, my, my parents are divorced, um, just kind of as background to this. But my dad and my stepmom, they have family friends, and one of them, the, the husband, is a huge fan of comic books, as am I. I. I'm a huge fan of comic books and just everything really nerdy. And uh, this guy's name is Jason, and Jason used to do a a comic book podcast with a, another guy by the name of Charles. The, the podcast name, I can't believe I still remember this after all these years, but the, co but the podcast name uh, was Fanboy Face Off. And it, it was a really great uh, comic book podcast. And um, I would download it off of iTunes and I thought it was the bee's knees and at that time I had I only had like a little miniature um, iPod Nano uh, which at that time was was literally just a little scrolly wheel it wasn't touch screen or any, anything you know most people don't realize that podcasts were around before the iPhone was around most people don't realize that, but it, but it is in fact true. These, uh, yes, this format has been around longer than even the iPhone and the uh, the iPad, which which is hard to believe because like the vast majority of people, um, they they download podcasts on their on their phones now, and that's how we get them. But anyway, I'm getting distracted again and. I'll come back to that topic a little bit later on in the program. But, um, as I was saying, so these guys put out a killer podcast, and I was just always amazed by just the quality of the shows that they would put out each and every week on Sunday nights. 
and that inspired me to do my own podcast and because I went to politics I wanted to do a political commentary podcast although I could have done a podcast on comic books I could have done a podcast on entertainment I could have done a podcast on anything but politics was and still kind of is my oyster and that's what I chose to do but uh hey now you know I'm doing another podcast and you know I'm doing this podcast at least so I maybe want to cover something non-political but you know that that's kind of the, that's that's the other part of the story that not a lot of people hear about how I got started um but really, ladies and gentlemen, it, it is a lot of uh, fun. I I enjoy podcasting, uh, just as a medium in general. Um, and really, folks, when people ask me why I like it. Um, there are about, there are about 200 billion reasons why I love podcasting, just in general. Um, literally. But among the top three reasons is because, um, if you know what you're doing, it's fairly easy. Um... Podcasts feel very personal and intimate to me. You can feel like you get to know a host or a group of hosts over a period of time, which is awesome in and of itself. And you can literally talk about anything. And, and really, those are the top three things that I, I love about podcasting. And I'll get into a few more of those things uh, a little bit later on in the show, but um, just to start, I think those three things are pretty good. Now, I want to fulfill a, quet, a request, which I've actually gotten for quite some time now, which is... A lot of people, both in my political circle and outside of the political circle, have asked me what I think about, wait for it, wait for it, Netflix uh, shows. Yeah, that's right, Netflix. Some of you guys probably thought I was going to, like, bring something up political, but no. Honestly, folks, it's the weirdest thing, because I'm a, I'm a political commentator, but because I'm into pop culture and entertainment, like, I've always got people asking me what I watch on Netflix and, um, what, what I'm watching and what I think of Netflix, just in general. So, uh, in this next segment, I'm going to do what I like to call Sam Goes to the Movies.
Alrighty folks, and welcome back. Um, I apologize um, for the fan noise that you may have been hearing in the previous uh, segment. I, um, I don't know why that happens. Well, obviously I do. The, uh, the fan in my MacBook loves... And I mean, loves to just, I mean, it's always on and it's always venting, but like after, but like after a while, especially if I don't have the fan on in my uh, studio or anything, if I don't have the actual room fan on, it loves to just crank up and, you know, get all staticky and just uh, cause a great big mess, so... I apologize if the previous segment seemed a little uh, noisy there, but um, hey, I you know hopefully I can remove some of that stuff in uh, post production and in this segment you can barely hear it. But um, anyway, getting back to the topic at hand. What are my favorite shows on Netflix? What am I watching right now? And uh, what do I recommend? Well, folks, I'm watching a couple of things. Um, right now, currently, I am watching the 1960s Star Trek uh, series. The, the first series, not the next generation, or, um, the animated series, or any of the other ones. I, I'm, I'm watching the original one from the 60s with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. And, um, I've got to tell you, as someone who was, who's always been more of a Star Wars fan, and who probably will. In fact, like, I, I've never been a Trekkie. Alright. I, I've never... I've never really gotten into Star Trek. Um, at all, really, until... Um, this year. Really up until, like, the past month or so. Uh, ever since the... Ever since Star Trek was released on Netflix... Um, like, I, I saw the two Star Trek movies that J.J. Abrams did. I, I saw the third one from, like, the 80s, you know, where, where they go back and they, like, rescue the whales or whatever they did in that one. I, I've seen those movies. But other than that, I've never, like, gotten in, into Star Trek. And so I figured, since the original series is now on Netflix, what the hell? I, I'm paying for it anyway, might as well. Um, so, I'm, I'm watching the original Star, Star Trek series right now, and I, I've got to be honest... Um, whether or not you're a Trekkie, or whether or not you're a Star Wars fan, 
Um, and I am personally more of a Star Wars fan than I am a, I'm, than I am a Trekkie. That's like that's like the ultimate nerd battle. Are you a Star Wars fan or are you a Trekkie? It always seems like those two are warring among amongst each other. And to be honest, I mean it, it's all fun. Um, you know, it's all friendly competition. I'm more of a Star Wars fan myself, but I will say this. Considering that Star Trek came out, um, what was the original year on that? 66 or 67? I'll Google it later. Considering that the original series came out in, like, the late 60s, It's pretty amazing the effects that they were able to do back then, which even by today's standards are still pretty amazing. I mean, like like the the Star Trek, the Enterprise itself looked looked pretty freaking uh, cool. Now, by today, by today's standards, like, it totally looks, you know, outdated. It, it looks like, um, one of those giant supercomputers from the 60s. By today's standard, standards, the Enterprise does look very dated. Um, and, and I mean, like, most of, the, most of the computers don't have monitor, monitors, actually. And the ones that do, they look like something out of, like, the 1980s or, like, the early 1990s um, in terms of computerization. So, I mean... But even so, with all the sets and all the nitpicking, like, when you consider the special effects, especially with, like, how they did the teleportation pad, like, that effect is just so cool, even by today's standards. Um, and, like, you, you have to wonder, like, what did they do back in the 60s or that because because there was no like there was no CGI there was no there was no like Adobe After Effects there was no Final Cut Pro back in the 60s none of that existed um I yawned there by the way sorry about that but, um, anyway, yeah, I, I apologize for the yawn there, um, where was I? I? I was talking about Star Trek and how much I just, I, I'm amazed by, um, that series and just how well it's put together, I, I really must say. Um, so I am watching Star Trek, and I'm liking it so far. Um, I started watching Unbreakable, 
that's that series uh, with Aaron from The Office. Uh, as she known, I I I forget her name, but yeah, the the gal who plays uh, Aaron in The Office, and I I've got to say that series is actually pretty good. Um, I'm a little surprised, honestly. Uh, presently, I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Honestly, I thought that series would be, uh, a little bit too hokey for my taste, but it's humorous. I like it. Um, I don't really have, I just started watching it today. And, um... You know, there's not much else I can say about it at this point other than that I'm enjoying it so far and hopefully I'll continue, continue to do so. Um, and then I just finished, uh, I, I, I just finished another series, Wilfred, on FX, which... Wilfred is one of those series that I love the humor in it just because it's so dark. Uh, and I'm a big fan of dark humor. I'm a big fan of black comedy and uh, dark humor. And, and Wilfred is all those things. I I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's really kind of hard to explain um, why that show works without really giving away too much of a plot. Um, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I will say this. If you enjoy dark humor, if you enjoy humor that kind of goes off the beaten path a lot of the time, uh, like I do, um, and if, if, if you like to be confused at times with what is going on in this show, and I mean, not confused in, like, a bad way, but, like, um, okay, like, so, I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, because, obviously, people have seen, people have seen the trailer for Wilfred, and, you know, even if you haven't, like, I, as I said, I would recommend that you guys go and check it out, out on Netflix, but, um, anyway, so Wilfred is about this guy, Ryan, who basically tries to commit suicide and he fails, basically. Uh, this Ryan was a successful lawyer and we don't really know why he wants to commit suicide, but we know that he was a successful lawyer. Something happened and he, he decided to commit to commit suicide, and, uh, then he wakes up, and it's unsuccessful, like, nothing happened, he, uh, he tries overdosing on, like, pills, and turns out they're placebos, well, then he wakes up, and his next-door neighbor, who's an attractive 20-something-year-old, uh, blonde broad, yeah, that's right, I, I said the word broad on this podcast, too, because I'm a I'm a sexist 
pig. Yeah. Um, anyway, what what uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh yes. Uh, Ryan's neighbor, who's a blonde uh, broad. There, I said again. Uh, drops off her dog, who's a, a mutt basically. And this dog's name is Wilfred. Now, the thing about Wilfred is. The way Ryan sees it, and the way the audience sees it, Wilfred is basically this man, this Australian man, a human man, in a dog suit. And, th and throughout the entire show, the audience is never sure whether it's just Ryan who sees Wilford like this, and the, the audience who sees Wilford like this, or if, um, or if other people see Wilford this way too, and they're just all pulling an elaborate pr pr uh, prank on him. And there have been, there have actually been hints throughout the show, and, and I don't want to get into these, uh, quite yet until more people have seen the show. Um, but there have been hints throughout the show uh, as to both. Maybe that Ryan is a little bit, bit off his rocker and that Wilfred's a, a hallucination, or at least the way he sees Wilfred is a hallucination. But then there are a couple other hints to indicate that like people actually do see Wilfred the way that Ryan sees Wilfred, and that everyone may just be in on this big uh, practical joke. So I mean, there are, there are hints as to both, you know, and they may, they may both be going on. Um, but again, I, I really don't want to speculate as to what I think is going on until more people have seen the show, but I highly recommend you check it out. I, I really do. It's a, it's a great series, uh, and um, I think you, you all will, will, will like it. And the, uh, the next series that I am watching right now, so I, I just finished Wilfred, and one of the series that I'm currently watching right now is a series that I've been watching for a while. Uh, that I've been binge-watching for a while on Netflix, but they just released a new season of. And that's a new season of Louie. Uh, the, the show with uh, Louis C.K. Now, one big thing you need to know about me, right off the bat and right out the shoot, I think Louis C.K. is a freaking genius. He's absolutely, he is absolutely a genius, and there's no denying it. I'm a huge fan of his his comedy, so like literally. This guy could shit gold, and I think it would be great. Um, 
He is one of the most revered stand-up comics in the world. Everyone I know seems to always call it, and and he's just a he's a great stand-up comedian, obviously. But one of the things that he also does well is he um the show on FX Louis he writes shoots and directs that whole entire thing himself with him and his own production company. That is literally an, every time you see an episode of Louis, that's literally an independent film that you're seeing. And it, it's it's awesome. And um you know people like the show Seinfeld a lot, you know, which is uh, Jerry Seinfeld playing himself as a fictionalized comedian. And that's kind of the same thing with Lou, but the, the thing about Lou is like like Wilfred, there's very dark humor in this in this series. Um, and, and they they play around with a lot of dark humor in Lou, which I, I really like, and they they show the kind of the the harsh reality of being a being a, a stand-up comic, and it really makes you know it's a, it's a great format. But um, other than just the story, like I I feel like rather than Louis trying to pretend to be a fictionalized version of himself, he's actually being him. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't know it was a fictionalized version, if I hadn't read that, I would have literally thought, oh, this is how this guy really is. And honestly, like, I don't think he does have to do a lot of acting. It's just a really bright piece of television. Um, I am super glad it's on Netflix right now and again, cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, and I, mean, I could do an entire show on just why I love Louis C.K. and why I love Stanley Con in, ge- in general. And in fact, in a future podcast, that may be what I do. Um, but anyway, uh, so for right now, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up on about 40 minutes, and I think for our pilot episode, that just does it. Um, we kind of bounced around tonight, and we we kind of covered a whole bunch of different topics, and... I know it was kind of raw and a little bit unscripted and unput together, but folks, that's kind of the point of this podcast. I I want it to be raw. I want it to be unscripted, and I I just I want it to come across as if like I'm truly talking to you and dialoguing and not really like professionally podcasting. And I want to see how this works out. So. Give me your feedback on uh, Twitter by using hashtag uh, 
prime time analysis and uh, again folks I hope you've enjoyed the show so far and we will see you next time